This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Friday. I have I have somebody in studio that wants to thank you who just said to me a second ago, your audience has pulled off a miracle. This is something that we haven't even talked about for probably a year, uh, and it all revolves around the election. You are responsible for some dramatic discoveries that are now just being released. I will share all of them in 60 seconds. Jody wrote in and said, Glenn, I'm so grateful to experience uh, relief from the majority of my upper back and neck pain. Something that I can finally take that is non-prescription, doesn't make me drowsy, non-addictive. Uh, and I like the only side effects are positive ones. So thank you so much for sharing Relief Factor. Jody, I'm so glad you got your life back. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more month after month because it works. It, I honestly didn't think it would work. I'm like, come on. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take ibuprofen 800 too. That'll really knock the pain back. I really didn't think this worked, but my wife made me take it. And the reason why, I mean, the way she got me to take it was, I'm not going to listen to you ever whine about anything unless you try this as well. Okay. So I took it for three weeks. My pain started going away. Five weeks later, I'm still taking it. And I I think this this is all in my head. It's, It's not working. Oh my gosh, I got off it and it all came back quickly. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com. I am so thrilled to have back into the studio Dr. Robert Epstein, uh, or Epstein who is uh, the senior researcher, uh, research psychologist um, that we have had on several times who looks at Google and YouTube and everything else on manipulation. And refresh us. The last time we talked, it was in the run-up to the election. Yes. And you needed a buttload of money. Yes. And you said, if we can do this, we can find out if this manipulation is happening. Correct. This audience was the one that stepped up, and I don't remember how much we raised, but 
you got enough money to do the research. Go ahead. Your your viewers, your listeners, your people, okay? <laughs> I don't know who these people are, but they're amazing. They are. Because they stepped up and they gave donations, more than 7,000 of them gave donations of between $1 and $300,000. Wow. And we got the money that we needed uh, to set up the largest um, tracking system to track big tech and see what they're showing real voters, literally real voters. We had a, a 1,735 field agents in swing counties in the swing states. And with their permission, we were basically capturing what they saw on their screens. We had a, an equal mix of liberals, conservatives, moderates, and we preserved a massive amount of information that is normally lost forever. 1.5 million ephemeral experiences. Which if, means it's, it's fleeting. It happens and then it's gone forever. Gone forever. It's not yeah. stored. We preserved 1.5 million political ephemeral experiences in these swing counties, in these swing states, content going to real Regist these are all registered voters who, whose identities we kept secret so that these companies never knew who they were. Correct. And over 3 million web pages, and we've spent the last year analyzing the data, but, and we found incredible bias, all that stuff, but also something truly amazing happened. And this is, uh, honestly, Glenn, I smile when I come in here because this is you and your people who did this. So it makes me so happy. Okay, literally no one else stepped up. Your people did this. This is amazing. On October 30th, right before the election in 2020, we were seeing such dramatic results, which I'd be happy to share, of course. Yeah, please, yeah. That we decided, and we've never done this before, even though the election is, you know, not for a few days, we went public with some of our initial findings. And I shared them with my contact in Senator Cruz's office, and the next thing that happened was November 5th, two days after the election, three U.S. senators sent an extremely threatening letter, two-page letter to the CEO of Google saying, Epstein's work shows you did this and this and this and this and this, you know, and, you know, please explain this. How do you account for this? And guess what happened? What? Google backed down in Georgia. We had over a thousand field agents in Georgia. Google stayed out of Georgia completely. That is the first time ever anyone has gotten Holy a big cow. Well, what this says is, what this says, this is a lesson here. It's a huge lesson for all of us. No laws or regulations are ever, ever going to constrain these companies. And, 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 and we don't even have leaders, by the way, who are right. capable of passing such right. law. Or even understanding yeah. the technology. Well, Cruz does. I mean, you know, there are a few people yeah, there are, here but, and there. But not only that, even if they did pass laws, you can't keep up with no, tech. Tech correct. is too fast. Mm -hmm. But you know what we learned from this process, thanks to you? We learned that monitoring systems monitoring systems, tracking them, doing to them what they do, do to, to us. us and our kids 24 hours a day, tracking them gets them to back off. They have to back off 
because we're exposing them and we have massive amounts of data that they can't they can't deny so this is this is the solution to protecting our democracy protecting our kids protecting our own minds from manipulation by these tech companies today's google and tomorrow's google is we have to set up a large-scale permanent monitoring system that is self-sustaining and it's in all 50 u.s states it will monitor, it will track, and it will expose. So the key here is how do you keep it neutral? Because right. I don't care who's running Google or any right. of these tech companies. It could be all run by conservatives. I don't want them influencing people. Exactly. Oh, it has to be done right. It has to be done with, it has to be bipartisan, nonpartisans. There's got to be, you know, all that yeah. bureaucracy, which is you've got to make sure that this monitoring system is run fairly. I would personally would not trust the U.S. government to run it. I wouldn't either. So, uh, you know, because then whoever's in power would control the monitoring. Correct. So you want something that is neutral. There there are such organizations out there, believe it or not. I mean, you know, uh, there aren't that many, but there are some. <laughs> and this has to I be... I know you. Well, this has to be neutral. It has to be, you know... And okay, so so let's go through some of this. Sure. Um, by the way, you can get a report. He's offering something really great. If you go to mygoogleresearch.com, you're going to find all of the research. You've updated just for this audience, uh, and you'll be able to see all of it. And and what do you get? We we will send you a digital copy of this book, which I just gave you, which yeah. is um, which is my congressional testimony from 2019. But I just updated it. In fact, that is dated yesterday january 20th and i updated it with all our new findings from the presidential election 2020 from the georgia elections uh, and some of our latest research we've done breakthrough research in the past year that that eclipses everything we've ever done before we have at this moment in time 12 scientific papers under review and four that are in press so i mean we have all kinds of new discoveries all right, we're going to go through what you learned um, and the, the most impressive one way or another uh, stats that you can give us coming up in uh, one minute. Let me take a one minute break, tell you about LifeLock and then back into the uh, program. So what are you doing today to make sure your information is safe on the Internet? Boy, I'm sitting here with a guy who knows all about this stuff. Cybercrime is not going away. As, as he just said, you, you can't make laws. You can't pass. It, it, it's too rapid. It's constantly changing. Nobody's going to be able to stop cybercrime entirely. Nobody, it's just not going to happen. But you need a few things on your side. And one thing that can help you uh, when it comes to identity threats is LifeLock. LifeLock can help you keep yours yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. They do the things that I don't even want to learn. I, I mean, I, okay, whatever. Just please, can you help me out? And if something is spotted, if some of your information's out on the dark web or whatever, they have a restoration team that specializes in cleaning that up. That's, I think, where the rubber meets the road. It's uh, LifeLock, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK and save 25% now. 1-800-LIFELOCK, 10 seconds, station ID.
The senior research psychologist at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. He's also the former editor-in-chief of Psychology Today magazine, a Ph.D. of Harvard University, 15 books on artificial intelligence, yada, yada, yada. The guy's resume is quite amazing. Dr. Robert Epstein is uh, with us now. And um, did I say that right? Is it Epstein, Epstein? I keep getting it wrong. Uh, I say Epstein. You just think, well, I think, just it, think Einstein with Einstein. an F. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So tell me what you learned. Okay. Uh, there's two kinds of things that we've learned over the past, especially over the past year and a half. I've been doing all this stuff now for over nine years, but last year and a half has just been a windfall. So in 2020, in the presidential election, the days leading up to the presidential election, we found, as we found in previous elections, considerable liberal bias, and I am a liberal, mm -hmm. a considerable, considerable liberal bias on Google search results, uh, possibly sufficient to have shifted more than 6 million votes with no one knowing that it was being done, and except for our monitoring, with no paper trail authorities to trace because no it's all ephemeral stuff. so how did how would six million people have their minds changed what did you see because if you go back in time at some point in time 20 percent or more voters are undecided and depending on the election in fact the, the, that percentage can be much higher but if you assume 20 percent a few months before and if you assume that google is is stacking the deck on those search results people trust what's higher and Google knows that. And if they put content that's higher, that favors one candidate, say Joe Biden, and that makes another candidate look terrible, like Donald Trump, people, the undecided people, those are influenced by that. That's what our experiments show. You can shift up to 80% of undecided voters after just one search if you have biased search results because people trust that high-ranking stuff. By the way, we even know why now people have that trust. Because about 86% of the searches that people do online are for simple facts. What is the capital mm -hmm. of Texas? I, mean, I should know that because I'm in Texas right now. Austin. Austin, thank you. Uh, I was there yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the point is that most of what people search for is for simple facts. And where does, does the answer turn up? always at the top. So over and over again, we're like rats in a Skinner box. We're being trained. Uh. What's at the top is best. What's at the top is truer. We've done experiments to prove this, by the way. And so if you are a company like Google and you have a strong political bias, whether it's conscious or unconscious, it doesn't matter. If you put algorithms out there that boost one candidate or boost one cause, that has no effect on the people with extreme views. You know, people are committed to one position or another, but it has an enormous effect on people who are undecided, uncommitted, really trying to make up their minds. They trust what Google shows them at the top of that list. I just did a podcast yesterday with the FCC commissioner, um, and we were talking about um, AI and search results and everything else. And how frightening this is when these companies have so much knowledge about you as an individual mm -hmm. there comes a time and i think we might be there where you don't know if you have free will you don't know if you made that decision or you were kind of 
pushed and moved gently, slowly into that decision. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know because I've been doing experiments on this for, for over nine years. I know for sure because it's not just search results. That, that's a big one. But search suggestions that are flashed at you as yes. you start to type a search term. I can prove it to you if you have a phone here. You are being you manipulated from the very first character that you type into the search bar on Google. Okay. He has got his phone open. You got, are you t- at Google.com? I'm about to go to Google.com right Because I, I will prove it to you. Okay. Yeah. So these search suggestions that they're flashing at you, Correct. those aren't to help you. Those are to manipulate you. We've shown in experiments just by fiddling around with search suggestions, we can turn among undecided voters a 50-50 split into nearly a 90-10 split just by manipulating search suggestions and no one has the slightest idea that they're being manipulated. Good heavens. All right. Well, what does he do? Are you there? Yeah, I'm at Google. Insert. You're at the search box? I am. Type the letter A. A. All right. I've got uh, Amazon. Ooh, amazing. Academy Sports and Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Let's stop right there. <laughs> what, well, what? that's the most, sur- I mean, that's what people are looking for when it has an A. Yeah, but, oh, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But That's what people will think. Well, as it happens, though, call it a coincidence that uh, Amazon happens to be Google's largest advertiser, and Google is the largest single source of traffic to Amazon that there is. It's a business relationship, and if you don't believe me, go to G. Just type just a G. Erase the A, type a G. All right, I've got uh, Google Translate, Google, Gmail. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? What a, what a shocker. What that tells you is if you're going to start a company, make sure the name does not begin with G. <laughs> I will or say, a. too, how many people are going to Google.com to search for the word Google? I feel like it's a li- there's a limited amount of people who would go to Google.com to search for Google. Yeah, if you know <laughs> you're, at, you're Google at Google already. Right. What do you mean? Right. Okay, but it's not just the search suggestions. Mm-hmm. It's those answer boxes now that they show yes. you all the time. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we, we have incredible new research just on the answer boxes the answer box alone it stops people from looking down at the search results they literally don't go down there it's so funny because it does the opposite to me (laughs) it really does i i've these these answer boxes will come up and i'll be like well who the hell are you to tell you know what i mean and i go back down and i'm i'm searching you do this for a living though yeah but i do it for a living the average person i don't think reacts that way no, people are, are lazy and people are trusting, especially of, of Google. You know, it's such a cool name. It's got to be good. And you know so what? Weird. The answer box alone can produce a 38% shift in the opinions and thinking of, of people who are undecided. And not just on, on, on election issues, but on anything. So take that a step further. Now is where it gets, it gets scary. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm already a little... Oh, no, 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 I've hardly, I've hardly got going here (laughs) because take that a step further. Giving sound, excuse me, but he sounded a little like Vecini there, didn't he? (laughs) For the Princess Bride. (laughs) Oh no, I haven't even begun. (laughs) One of my favorite movies. I've seen it 10 times with my kids. Anyway, so answers, it gives you an answer, right? Now we call this new effect, the answer bot effect, because what else gives you just the answer? Well, your phone. Your 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 iPad, your any these 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 devices that are called personal assistants. All of these personal assistants, like Amazon's Alexa, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. like the Google Home device, which they mm-hmm. try to have you put in every single room in your house. Mm-hmm. These are answer bots. And when you ask a question, it only gives you one answer. And now we have shown in controlled experiments that with one single question and answer sequence, we can produce more than a 40% shift in the voting preferences of a group of undecided voters. And if we give them the same kind of biased answer over and over again, we can produce over a 65% shift in the voting preferences of undecided voters. And none of this, if it wasn't for your research and you know this audience raising the money to be able to track it, none of this would have been provable. Correct. It's just a theory. It all would have been theory. So how do they do that without leaving a trail? The algorithm has to be... No, uh, no. Is it a pri- prior? Uh, I mean, uh, pri- um, proprietary. proprietary? But it's, uh, the algorithm is worthless. You can't use the algorithm to go back in time and and find out what ephemeral stuff they were showing you or your kids. It's impossible, and and they know that. And that is why a, there was a leak from of Google emails to the Wall Street I Journal. That. And one of the the emails said. It's, it's one Google Googler talking to other Googlers, and it said, how can we use ephemeral experiences to mm-hmm. change people's views about Trump's travel ban? They know this. They know that ephemeral experiences, except for what I do, cannot be tracked. More in just a second. You want the full report on what, you know, you want to talk about a rigged election, as we got another one coming. Just go to mygoogleresearch.com, mygoogleresearch.com. You'll get a free PDF of the, uh, of, the, uh, the, of the booklet, Google's Triple Threat to Democracy, Our Children, and Our Minds. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, if you have Bitcoin, did anybody notice what happened to Bitcoin last night? Uh, took a bath. Uh, and is back down under 40,000 uh, a coin. The United States Treasury, I mean, we outlined this in the book. United States Treasury is now talking about, though, in their own Bitcoin, their own banking through the Federal Reserve. This is horrible, horrible. Um, and, uh, and the way around it is to make sure that cryptocurrency exists. Uh, but if that doesn't exist, what do you have? May I suggest you should put your money in many different things. One of those would be precious metals. Gold, when the world goes insane, and it does about every 80 years or so, um, we violate all of these universal principles. When we come back to our senses, we reset, and it's always reset, usually on gold. This week, Goldline is offering a unique special combining my two favorite assets. When you buy 20 of their historic $5 Indian coins, you will receive a five-pack of Goldline's coveted silver maple flex bars at no cost. Do it now. Call them. Get the research. Find out if it's right for you and your family. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code the Great Reset to save 15 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Robert Epstein is the uh, senior research psychologist, behavioral research at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. 
Normally, I don't like people like this. I, I mean, I find them fascinating. But uh, I mean, you're really coming from the line of Edward Bernays in a way, aren't you? Um, maybe. I maybe. mean, I'm trying to understand. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And he was, I mean, I put him in a different category, mm. but I mean, it's the kind of same family tree where you're trying, you can use it for good or you can use it for evil. Sure. Uh, he used it for all marketing. And how do I manipulate people? You're doing the opposite. Right. I need to understand behavioral research and understand how people are being manipulated Correct. without knowing it. Um, we were just off off air and we talked about Google and I want to get back to the election here for a second. But I mentioned YouTube that you can go right now to YouTube and search YouTube. Glenn Beck, the Great Reset. Nothing, nothing. I've got probably a hundred videos on it. OK, uh, and it just doesn't show up. And you said, oh. Let me tell you about YouTube. <laughs> so what do I not know? Well, there's two things you don't know. Okay, first of all, because uh, this is stuff we're, we're, we're publishing soon, so we haven't published it yet, but uh, it's, it's, it's in this new booklet that I gave you. But first of all, we've done controlled experiments. We have a YouTube simulator. It's exactly like YouTube. We're using all YouTube content, YouTube videos, YouTube titles. Everything comes from YouTube, except we control YouTube. Our Correct. simulator, we control it. Right. So here's one thing that we found out. We found out that since we control the up next algorithm and the order mm -hmm. in which those those uh, mm -hmm. you know videos are listed, uh, we can mess with people's minds so easily, and they have absolutely no idea that there's that we're we're controlling you know. And it turns out that 70% of the videos now that people watch on YouTube around the world are determined by the up next algorithm, 70%. And Google has total control over that. And when we mess Jeez. with that in our research, we produce shifts, 40, 50, even over 60% opinions and voting preferences. And that's with random assignment to one candidate or the other, meaning people have no clue. They have no so idea. What was promised to us in this new world of AI and technology is um, that it will get to know you and it will give you what you are specifically tailored for, what you want. Mm. That's not the deliverer. Uh, not at all. It's, well, they create the impression of that, but that's not what they're doing. Now, for example, let's take let's go back to the 2020 election because we captured this time YouTube sequences, mm -hmm. not just search results and a bunch of other things, but we captured YouTube sequences. Ninety three percent of the videos that were being suggested by the up next algorithm on YouTube to liberals, to conservatives and to moderates came from strongly liberally biased news sources 93 percent those weren't going just to liberals they were going to moderates and they were going at an even slightly higher rate to conservatives why would they do that because they're arrogant <laughs> because they they know there are no laws no regulations they know they can do anything they want and by the way all that stuff is ephemeral remember yeah in other words normally nobody ever knows it is so funny because i i personally think 
the algorithm with me just breaks down. I don't think they know what to do with with me. The up next, I'm never interested in any of those things. I don't use YouTube, I think, like most people do, where they just, oh, I'll watch that one, I'll watch that one, I'll watch that one. Because it's never anything I'm looking for. You know what I mean? It's but, like they're trying to brainwash me the other way or something. You know, it's weird. Yeah, but you're sitting in that chair because you are not representative. Of I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So we have to think about... Oh, I know. The large group out there. And when we and we use large groups in our experiments. And believe me, we have no trouble shifting people any direction. We want to shift them and they have no clue. So you you have really studied artificial intelligence and you are I mean, you've written books on it and you're an expert on that. Um, I am really very concerned about the next five to eight years just with the progress of AI before it even gets to AGI, right? Um, everything in our world is about to change. Mm-hmm. It would you would agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, in profound ways that the average person can't even imagine at this point. Correct. What is that going to actually mean? Because I, I, I've just four o'clock this morning. I'm, I'm an email chain between somebody, and we're going back and forth about. The ethical questions that no one is asking right now Mm -hmm. about AI, and it's just all being decided by the experts, and we're just expected to go along with it, and they'll take us along with their algorithms and everything else. What's coming, and is anybody really fighting it? Well, Stephen Hawking thought that AI was going to end humanity. So uh, He actually said, I think it was, the end of the human race as we know it, because he believed in the singularity of the mm. merging of man and machine. Uh, but he he was envisioning something scary happening, though. <laughs> I thought that was scary enough. But oh, what, okay. what are you? How are you interpreting it? <laughs> well, it's pretty scary. You know, the point is that we are asleep at the wheel. Uh, let's go back in time. 1961, Eisenhower's last speech, a couple days right. before Kennedy. And, you know, everyone knows he warned about the rise of the military-industrial complex, yep. blah, blah, blah. But go back and actually look at that speech. Uh-huh. He is also warning about the rise of a technological elite that will control public policy without people knowing. Yep. And guess I, what? <laughs> I, read, I think that is, I've read that so many times mm. recently in the last few years. I think... That is the most important speech and most honest and brave speeches a president has given in probably a hundred years. Probably ever. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Because he was an insider. He was head of allied forces in World War II, for goodness sake. Correct. So, you know, I I have a piece coming out that is called The Technological Elite Are Now in Control. I mean, that's, that's where we are now, but we're heading into much more dangerous territory. Because AI's machine learning, which we use, by the way, in our work, right. but machine learning is, is getting so sophisticated and people do not understand what's happening and they don't understand about these mechanisms that are being used to shift their thinking and especially the thinking of our kids. I have five kids, okay? I'm deeply concerned about you know, what's what they're viewing and what they're hearing, because, of course, they keep it to themselves. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you that what they're viewing is all very strategically being controlled by a very, very small number of tech companies. Okay, so quickly tell me what a solution is to 
defeat this? How do we, I mean, because regulation, you just said, can't keep up with it. What, what, what do you do? There's two things. One is, which, and I did publish this in Bloomberg Business Week. It got admitted into the congressional record. There was a big fight at Business Week about whether they were actually going to publish it or not. But anyway, it, it made it. It's, it has seen the light. And that is, we make Google's index, which is the database they use to generate search results, we make it public. Uh, that's, that's the most valuable thing they really have. Everything. Exactly. It's the reason why Google has the best search results, because they have so much data. And if it's made public, we would have hundreds and then thousands of other search engines. They would all produce good results, but they would be, be reaching out to niche audiences, Lithuanians and conservatives and women and whatever <laughs> it is. And that would be just like the media environment. It's a very healthy, very competitive environment. In other words, search would become competitive again. And also for the first time in 20 years, search would become innovative again because innovation competing stopped. against Google. Innovation stopped with Google. So there's solution one. There are some people in Congress. There are a couple of attorneys general who are interested in this. I, I, you know, there are people in, in, in the EU, in the European Parliament who are interested what in this. What is, is there any precedent for, for something like this? Because this seems really like this is not going to cripple Google. Oh, not at all. They, right. they could still make a fortune. Correct. Yeah. It just allows for competition. It allows which they for competition. Hate. Oh, there's a there's a wonderful uh, precedent for this 1952 consent decree between AT and T and the U.S. government. They AT and T agreed to make all of its patents public, all of them, and it led to an explosion of innovation, an explosion of competition in the world of tech. That actually came from that uh, that agreement, that consent decree. It was called. And how did they get that done? Why would AT and T do that? Well, the government was threatening to do worse things to them. So, <laughs> okay, uh, right. you know. That, okay, so under threat, it happens. Under threat, it happens. But also, Google has made other companies has given other companies access at times to their index. So, so they've chosen to do it. They've chosen to. It's in their business practices. It could happen that way. But the other way to protect ourselves now and in the future from Google and the next Google and the Google after that is we have to set up large-scale, permanent, self-sustaining okay, so, monitoring systems. So I've got, you know, 60 seconds. Mm. Make the pitch because I know, <laughs> I know this costs money. And I know that this is the only audience that really has done anything yep. on this. What do you need to make sure that we we really have the goods in the midterm election? Okay, short term, long term. Short term, this is another election year. We need $2 million to do what we did in 2020, thanks to your, your people. We need that money. Small donations, you know, larger donations, whatever. We had donations from a dollar to $300,000, and we did it. We pulled it off. But long term, we have got to find $50 million to set up a permanent system in all 50 states that will monitor what these companies are showing potential voters, what they're showing to our children. That is extremely important. No one has so, the slightest idea. So when you have, let's just say for the first, for the $2 million for this, because you already threatened Google, not you, but senators threatened Google and said, here's the evidence, and you got them to get out of Georgia yes. uh, for the Georgia uh, election, do you, do you believe you'll have the clout if you have the $2 million to be able, will those senators and will Google listen again and say, you know, it's not worth it. Just stay out of it. 
Well, because I've been talking to people in Congress, okay, if we have that money and we set up that system again, and we'll set it up throughout the country this time for the midterms. Okay, believe me, those people in Congress are going to get in touch with the CEO of Google again, and they're going to say, don't you dare. Okay, so how how do people donate? Uh, They can go to mygoogleresearch.com. Okay, if you want to see what you have done, literally, you have paid for, um, go to mygoogleresearch.com and you can download the PDF for free. It's Google's triple threat. This is really, really game-changing important. Um, This is a serious way uh, to make sure that uh, our kids, our democracy, um, freedom remains. Uh, our own free will to choose and to reason things out ourselves. MyGoogleResearch.com. I can't recommend this highly enough. Uh, If you are looking for something to put your money in to do good, this is a good investment. MyGoogleResearch.com. Doc, as always, good to see you. Glenn, you make me smile. (laughs) Thank you. God bless. Let me tell you about uh, Tunnel to Tower, uh, to Towers Foundation. This is a foundation that... A group of people got together on 9-11 and they were there in New York and they saw what was going on and they saw 3,000 people lose their life and the firefighters and everything else. And they're like, we have got to help these families. So they, they set up Tunnel to Towers. Now, they have expanded to military and police officers all over the country. Somebody who falls in the line of duty, somebody who leaves a family behind, somebody who goes and is, you know, critically injured uh, and they lose their legs or whatever uh, in war. This is the group of people that helps their family get on the feet, make sure their kids are going to college and have food on the table and are not suffering even more than just the loss of their mom or their dad. Um, And they also build houses for veterans and firefighters and first responders, nation's heroes. We take care of our own. We don't need anybody else to help us. For a donation of $11 a month at T2T.org, the number T, the number 2, T.org, you can change lives. $11 a month now, T2T.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, I want to play a clip from The Simpsons uh, from 2007. It's uh, cut five, please. Are you tired of the same old Grand Canyon? Here we are, kids, the Grand Canyon. It's so old and boring. I want a new one, now! Hello, I'm Tom Hanks. The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. Tussle my hair, Mr. Hanks. Sure thing, son. (laughs) Now, I'm pleased to tell you all about the new Grand Canyon. Coming this weekend, it's east of Shelbyville and south of Capital City. That's where Springfield is! It's nowhere near where anything is or ever was. This is Tom (laughs) Hanks saying, if you're going to pick a government to trust, why not this one? (laughs) Okay, so that's 2007. Uh, Could we please play cut three? If only we're brave enough. Brave enough to live through two of the most difficult years many of us can remember. Brave enough to pull ourselves up again and again. America is the home of the brave. It's why we keep getting up 
no matter how many times we get knocked down, like with our economy. It isn't all the way back, but it's getting stronger. We may be entering year three of a pandemic none of us wanted or expected, but we're moving. Restaurants have opened their doors. Shops and businesses are buzzing again all over the country. More jobs were created in 2021 than in any year in the last 80 years. We are stronger than we were a year ago today. From our toughest times, America has always built a brighter future. Yes, we are brave. Brave enough to see the light and be the light we need to rebuild this country. We are strong. We are courageous. We are resilient. We are America, land of the brave. Well, that's a great message. Paid for by the Biden inaugural committee. <laughs> what the Simpsons have done it again. <laughs> We've lost all our credibility, so we're just renting Tom Hanks's this credibility. Is the Glenn Beck Program.